Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It just keeps getting better. I'm talking about Fantasy5x5.com, Fantasy5x5.com, the official uh, analytics partner of the Lineup Logic DFS podcast. Guys, I can't emphasize this enough. The tools keep growing. The utility keeps growing. It is the best value in DFS. You have to get on board with us and Fantasy5x5.com. We continue to develop our tools. They continue to develop their tools. Uh, j- just, just for example, okay. So, so we have advanced DVP on 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 Fantasy Five by Five, which breaks things down categorically, but also then sorts them based on the best individual positional player matchups that you have seen, okay, and the trend that's going on there in the last ten. Uh, and, and 40 games. So you're not getting irrelevant data that's generalized just team by team by team like you can find any DVP data. You're getting trend-related data that is useful uh, and and describes what's recently happening. There's no better way to track what's affecting, how tanking is affecting teams, how the crazy amount of injuries is affecting teams. You have to stay up to date with these individual little pieces of detail. Only Fantasy 5x5 can help you do that. Patreon.com slash lineup logic. Get involved. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on in Lineup Logic Podcast, the daily fantasy podcast bringing you lineup construction ideas for the DFS slate. Upcoming on FanDuel and DraftKings, we are looking at a six-gamer tonight. Nice little six-gamer. Should be a good one. Um, Should be a good one. I'm sorry. Is it six-gamer or is it eight games? Yeah, six games. Six games. Sorry. You guys know I'm not good at counting. Hey, listen. I'm sorry I wasn't around yesterday, all right? Went out of town with the family, uh, visited my sister, um, uh, and, and her fiance, uh, I had to fly, get the toddlers, you know, get the, 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 the knuckleheads back, um, back home yesterday and just not a lot of room in your day to do any research on DFS when you, uh, are really worried about making sure that Transformers is downloaded on the iPad, um, for your three-year-old that's, I'm sorry, there's Priorities, guys. If, if you've ever flown with toddlers, you need to make sure that they're, the snacks and the shows 
are ready to go. So that's that was my day yesterday. Um, and needless to say, I was very excited to get home. Uh, but we're back at it, man. We're back at it. So uh, first, we have to say thank you. We got a couple new patrons over there, patreon.com. Welcome aboard. Guys, sorry if you um, were, were trying to get in touch with me yesterday. Obviously, in... in, in um, in the traveling, I, I was not able to to, 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 to to be near a computer or be interacting with Patreon, so I, I do apologize for that, no doubt about it. Uh, but welcome, Alex, Corey, and Michael. Um, Stefan, welcome back. Uh, Jeremy uh, jumped in there I- as well, so uh, welcome to, to you guys. Happy to have you on board, of course, for the stretch run here at NBA, uh, of NBA season, and it, it feels weird, like, Honestly, it feels like I'm my brain is having to switch gears after watching just just pouring through as much March Madness as I could possibly handle in the last four days. Um, now I'm you know back into the stretch run of NBA. I feel like I'm switching languages here, thinking about the playoff races and everything like that. So definitely some relevant games tonight as far as those playoff races are concerned. We're gonna have to pay close attention to the Clippers Jazz, or excuse me, the Clippers, not Clippers Jazz. Clippers-Wolves game, that's going to be interesting. Houston-Portland, how bulletproof is Houston? Is Portland's 13-game win streak going to stay alive, or will it stop here against the Rockets um, and this juggernaut offense? Of course, all the storylines will be reporting on those. No, we're not. We're going to just talk about how uh, you can comfortably spend your money uh, on fantasy sports. So we'll go through game by game. We'll talk through everything. We'll talk through the injuries. I feel like, honestly, I the injuries are bananas these days. You literally are checking, you know, your phone every every three hours for 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 someone new to to be out. It's it's been crazy how how many different little injuries here and there um, there are. Um, we. We'll go game by game. We'll go through the injuries. We'll go through Vegas. Then we'll go into the player breakdown, of course, as you like it, sir. As you like it. Um, and that'll be it. And we'll get back after it on, on Wednesday. So let's go ahead and jump straight in. All right. Listen, well, the first game of the night, uh, Toronto at Orlando, not actually on um, not actually on the uh, slate for, for, for FanDuel. Um, and I don't believe it is on the DraftKings slate either. Um, oh no, it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it's not on the slate for FanDuel. It is on the DraftKings slate. Um, you know, there's, it's hard to love a lot of the spots in this game, but it's, you know, there, there, there are some spots. Um, there, there are definitely some spots. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of different players in the, in this game. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure why it is that that FanDuel didn't include it. Um, but it's not on the FanDuel main slate. I, I'm not. I don't know. They keep doing this. They keep changing. You know what they what they what they have available. Um, I don't know if they necessarily feel like it's 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 advantageous to players because the potential for late scratches. Um, but yeah, six game slate on FanDuel and a seven game slate on on DraftKings. So something to. I, you know, complain about, I guess, is primarily what Twitter will do, um, <laughs> right? Because that's what people do on Twitter, um, complain. Um, well, not all the time. They also, you know, um, there's a lot of things that happen on Twitter, you know? 
bots, for example, they happen on Twitter. Love, 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 love finding bots. One of my favorite pastimes. Oh, there's one. Ah, there's one. Uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this game. Let's not talk about um, the bots. Uh, Toronto and Orlando, obviously Toronto favored here, uh, in a, in a, in a serious way. Um, and I'm not seeing the total. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened here. Okay. Yeah. Toronto, or excuse me, Toronto favored by 10 on the road. That is a two fourteen total. Um, we have, you know, no serious injuries uh, on the Toronto side. Fred Van Vliet um, probably not going to play, uh, which means that the majority of those backup minutes are going to go to DeLon Wright. Now, he, he was already playing quite a bit, but in the last two games, Dallas and OKC, he's played well over 30 minutes. DeLon Wright, 100% in play, absolutely interesting, uh, a guy that you may want to consider here in this situation. Of course, um, you know, Lowry and DeRozan are, are interesting, but their offensive load has kind of ebbed and flowed or, or waned, waxed and waned, if we want to use the lunar terms, uh, with, with Jonas Valanciunas' performance. And he, he's been excellent of, of late. So, you know, plenty to think about on the Toronto side of things. Um, but I don't necessarily know that with the way that slate breaks out, unless you're attacking the bench, which is viable. I mean, you can definitely attack the bench if it's spread like this, uh, you, you, whether or not you, you want to do that. Now, on the Orlando side of things, we have a Jonathan Simmons. Uh, he is questionable tonight with a wrist injury. Um, if he does not go, I think you would probably see a little bit more run for Mario Hazonia, but I don't, I don't really want... I don't necessarily need Mario Hazonia against a good Toronto defense. Not that interested in it. Uh, Aaron Gordon did not return to action yet, but he is, 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 uh, I think probable. Okay. Yeah. He is, he is cleared to return. Um, so yes, he is cleared to return. I know there was an issue on that Boston game and they were trying to get him cleared and they just couldn't get him cleared, um, by the doctors, which, um, again, proof positive that the NBA takes concussions more seriously than the NFL. Um, but Aaron Gordon returning should be an interesting one. I, I, again, do I need him? No, it's not a good spot at the four. Uh, it's just hard to trust the, the magic rotation with the way it's changing, who gets the usage, what happens there. I don't know. Um, so I think I go to the Toronto side and specifically to the Toronto bench in this situation if I want exposure. Dallas at New Orleans. Uh, and as far as injuries and weird rotations goes, Dallas is king right now. Dennis Smith Jr. just went down with an ankle. So J.J. Barea and uh, Yogi Ferrell will take the point guard position. Now, Barea has been intensely efficient in his 20 to 24 minutes. Yogi Ferrell getting more run, taking more shots, more usage very inefficient. Five of 16 uh, just recently against Brooklyn, although he did have quite a few assists. He'll he'll be playing uh, uh, quite a bit. The rest of these clowns, <laughs> and I'm not using that word, you know, <laughs> incorrectly here. I mean, we're talking about 20 plus minutes for the people like Dorian Finney-Smith, Kyle Collinsworth, Doug McDermott played 40 minutes against Brooklyn the other night. Harrison Barnes is going to play 40 minutes. Dirk is still in the lineup. Like, 
I don't know. You know, I I I trust Barnes. I trust I trust Farrell and I trust Berant. Uh, and you have to know, you know, I mean, we know that Nerlens and Dwight are going to play in the front court, and they're the really only viable front court pieces that I would go to in this situation. But I'd much rather go to the New Orleans side of things. Um, you know, it, the weird thing about New Orleans right now, I will say, is primarily that um, Nico's role is really, really kind of up in the air. Now, he, he played phenomenally in, in 22 minutes against Boston, two fantasy points per minute. His defense was uh, really, really excellent, but his price is way, way down. Uh, and that's, you know, because he's now sharing that role, I guess, with, um, you know, with a Mecca. Um, I, I, I don't know if they just don't trust him or they don't like the way that he's playing or whatever the case may be, but he's down to about 24 minutes or maybe he's, you know, maybe he just can't handle the minutes. Uh, and they're, you know, they're just kind of quietly trying to, you know, uh, not, n- not give him too much, too much run. Um, this is a good spot, I think, for, for Drew Holiday, strangely enough. Um, I, I like this spot for Drew. Uh, he has quietly been absurdly consistent, well over 42 fantasy points in four of the last five games, of course, against Boston. He has a total dud, uh, but they won that game handily, um, you know, 20-plus points, and he only had to play 28 minutes. So, um, he, you know, he had 43 last time out in 32 minutes against this team. So he's just quietly consistent, you know, and, and a guy that I think sometimes, unless the matchup is perfect, goes overlooked, but his contributions have just been phenomenal. Uh, L.A. at um, Minnesota. This one is a 225 total. This is the highest total at of the night. Minnesota favored by three at home. I think this is going to be one of the tighter games uh, on the slate. Uh, Clippers rotation is... You know, just what we've expected, um, you know, without without uh, Danilo Gallinari, he he is is going to be out uh, today as well. Um, you know, cl- classic exactly what we know from from this Clippers team. 20 to 24 for Milos above 30 for Austin Rivers at the point lose coming off the bench and getting 30. Um, so. As as far as the rest of that, you know, peripheral guard rotation, it's been a lot of Cinderius Thornwell, which I don't really have a lot of interest in. Uh, he hasn't been that productive, um, but, you know, uh, kind of seems to be plugging holes. Uh, Tobias Harris, up and down. Really hard to predict, project um, these days. But if you find a good spot for him, he has been well over 40 in a couple different situations. This could be a decent spot for him. Not a great spot, but I don't mind it. Um, that's it. I mean, I think I'm going to the Minnesota side of things here, really, to be honest with you. And, and, you know, it, the, the minutes have been concentrated. The usage has been concentrated. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, just a testament to how, like, this guy does almost nothing else besides score. If you look at how well he is shooting from the field. And how little fantasy production he has created. Because he does nothing else besides score. 8 of 16, 8 of 15, 7 of 14, 9 of 16. The man is shooting almost over 50% from the field as a wing. That's really very good. We know he gets to the rim easily. But that just says a lot about his judgment, his shot selection, 
you know, the fact that he's been that productive and he hasn't really had that many bad shooting nights, testament to his offensive talent. But God, the guy doesn't do anything else. You know, he doesn't do anything. He can't rebound the ball to save his life. He doesn't know how to distribute. That's gone to Jeff Teague. And Jeff Teague has been really, really productive. Jeff Teague is a guy that I'm very interested in. 30 minute, you know, 30 points is, is, is absolutely the floor for him. Um, and, and he, he should be in a good spot against the Clippers here. Um, and, and cat, I think cat could, could, and should not go overlooked here. Uh, no doubt about it. So, so Carl Anthony Towns, a guy that I, I would like to get into my lineups. Um, Thunder at the Celtics. No total in this one. Um, I guess we're still waiting on Celtics injuries new, injury news, which has been just crazy. I mean, Kyrie is out. Jalen Brown is out. Um, you know, and so, of course, we've seen Scary Terry do do work. Shane Larkin's minutes are going up, which is good. Uh, Marcus Smart, of course, out. Uh, Jason Tatum playing about 30 minutes a game, but really, really, really inconsistent. Al Horford seems to be exhausted, tired. He just doesn't have the production. It's been going through, uh, Marcus Morris. He's been getting a lot of usage. He showed up on, um, the trends tool that, uh, uh, Chris put up on five by five, which is called shot chuckers, which is pretty sweet. Um, it, it just tells you who is shooting more, like who has been, had a recent usage boost, uh, an offensive usage boost. And, uh, Morris is popping on that uh, trend tool. So he he has been a guy. Uh, Abdel Nader continues to get about 20 minutes. Mm, not that interested. I, I got to be honest with you. This, this, this feels like a bad spot for Boston. You know, bad spot. On the road, uh, they just got beat up by New Orleans. Now they have to come in and face a, a healthy OKC team at home. Um, you know, th- I just... It does not feel like a good situation for them. Um, I, 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 and 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 OKC's defense has been good, and they've been they've been playing really well. I mean, the addition of Corey Brewer has helped them a lot. So, I, I think I'm I, I think I'm away from Boston for sure in this situation, leaning towards uh, OKC uh, if anything, and um, you know, plenty of production. Um, the floor is unbelievable right now for Paul George. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Russ, but yeah, I mean the the, the floor for Paul George and Stephen Adams has been really really excellent uh, of late. So those are two guys that I, I have my eye on in in that matchup. Um, Atlanta at the Jazz. <laughs> um, Jazz are thirteen point home favorites. This is a um, one oh seven or excuse me a two oh seven total. Uh, yeah, I. You love the Jazz in this situation, obviously, uh, especially, you know, maybe a little bit of this front court action because we are going to see uh, no Derek Favors. He is going to sit this one out, which is a good idea because, you know, they're going to win this game. Um, they win all of their games, basically. They just don't lose. The Jazz don't lose. Um, you know, everybody, <laughs> Portland's win streak is so, so great. Well, don't mind the Jazz. They just can't lose. Um, the rotation is very, very clear. Um, and without without favors in the lineup, I have to think that there's going to be a little bit of extra run for Rudy 
and 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 Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder uh, will slide into the starting lineup, which I don't necessarily know how that's going to affect his usage. That is interesting to me because Crowder has been playing off the bench a little bit more at the four alongside, um, you know, kind of alongside favors at the five. How will it affect him to be on the same unit as, um, as 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 Gobert and all those other guys? I'm not really completely sure, but he's been productive and he's relatively cheap. Thirty minutes for him, he he's had a, a, a some really really nice outcomes. Three of the last five have been over 28 fantasy points. So Jay Crowder seems. I mean, really seems like honestly, Jay Crowder needs to be in a system, right? He thrives in Boston. He thrives in Utah. What does that tell you? Well-coached system-type teams, teams that have very clear roles and responsibilities, uh, you know, where it's defense first. And Stevens and uh, – Stevens and um, what's his name? Um, I, I can't – anyway. As for the rest of these guys, Ru- Rubio on fire, just absolutely. So long as the – you know, this isn't a blowout, like – Rubio is going to be in play like all the way down the stretch. It's all about price with him, though. Uh, Jingle Bear continues to to be productive, too. He has a ma- an excellent floor. That's what you look at in Utah. Excellent floor, excellent matchup. I, it makes me nervous. Atlanta's just so, so bad. And, and, and as far as Atlanta, I'm not touching any of them here. But their prices are plummeting. I mean, and you're getting, you know, Dennis Schroeder at a discount here. And he's pretty much the only point guard that they <laughs> have available. Um, John Collins is not going to play. Um, I don't know how Torian Prince scored 38 points the other night. He did. That's ridiculous. His usage has been through the roof. His production has been through the roof. Don't get it. Don't know what changed necessarily, but it's, it is, it is happening. Uh, it, it, it must be the, no Kent Bazemore. Like, that's the only explicable thing is that no Kent Bazemore has allowed Prince to just take off, which as soon as Bazemore went down, that's what you're seeing. I mean, in the last four games, he has been 56, 46, 40, 51. I have no idea how that happens. I have no idea. After he was so, so mediocre and quiet, like if he just all of a sudden is capable of scoring 38 points in a basketball game, where have you been? Like what, what, what have you been doing? Um, so, uh, I guess you, you could have some interest in him just because of how, how, how he's been trending, but I I can't do it. Uh, Detroit at Phoenix, no total in this one just yet. Of course you got to think Detroit. Okay. No, sorry. Total just popped up. Um, 110 to 104 here. We have a 214 total Detroit only favored by six. Why? Because they're bad. They're, it's a bad basketball team. And it is, it's hard to figure out where the production is going to come from, frankly. I mean, Reggie Bullock, Luke Kennard, and you want to get some of these guards in your life. Stanley Johnson, they can kind of all come in and out of the lineup. Luke Kennard feels sneaky here, but at the same time, um, you know, it probably has to be Reggie Bullock or Stanley Johnson, but do you, how much do you trust these guys? Like, wh- which one do you play? Because they can all completely flame out and give you 17 fantasy points or, or, or you know, flirt with 30. 
So hard to hard to trust those Detroit wings, but you're you're probably going to be okay with them against Phoenix. Blake should be chalky. That's fine. You know, that's fine. Go to Blake. Um, I have no problem with him, obviously, against Phoenix. Uh, Drummond, I don't necessarily know that you need to have some Drummond here because there's just so many other good spots for centers, you know, between Towns and Gobert. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think Drummond is Drummond is an interesting pivot. That's about it. Um, moving over to the Phoenix side of things, you know, right now, I, re- I really want to be able to play Alfred Payton in this matchup. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. You don't know where his minutes are going to be, what he's going to uh, get as far as playing time. Devin Booker, he's questionable with a hand. He's got a hand sprain. This guy can't stay healthy right now. Uh, and I don't know what, what, what the deal with that is. Um, you know, if he sits, <laughs> you, want, you guys want to play Troy Daniels? Um, or do you want to play Shaq Harrison? Maybe, maybe it's Shaq Harrison, right? God, what a disaster. You know, it's like, it's, it's just Josh Jackson is getting all the developmental minutes that he can handle. Fine. Okay. TJ Warren, he should get the usage bump as well. Um, you know, those are the two guys that you probably feel comfortable with and comfortable is a really strong word based on just the inconsistency of their outcomes. Because this team just doesn't, you know, they just don't have any semblance of order or consistency. So it's very hard to feel comfortable going to to, to any of these guys, to, to, to be frank. Um, so wait for the news on Booker, and then you can kind of consider some of the peripheral guys, even though Detroit is not that good at one through three. I mean, Detroit's defense is not that good recently. There's been a couple spots to exploit. I just don't necessarily know who is going to play and how much they're going to play. That, that, that's the hard part. Um, moving over to uh, the, the, the game of the night, the game du jour, if you will. Uh, 2.15 total in Portland. Rockets are favored by five on the road. Of course, Portland's win streak is on the line. And the Rockets are the best regular season team we've seen in a while. Well, not a while, like... I guess the Warriors won, what, 70? <laughs> Warriors broke some records a couple of years ago. Okay, all right, fine. Um, but Portland, they've been playing phenomenal. Um, CJ and Dame, the floor is just, it's 30 and 40, right? And and it's 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 been ridiculous for them. Um, you know, what's hard to, to, to project for, for Portland is the front court. And, and, and frankly, you know, between Mo Harkless, Evan Turner, um, and then, you know, Aminu kind of got, was on in the doghouse for a little while, but then bounced back and, and had a really nice outing against the Clippers. Um, there's a lot to, to, to weigh and to can consider on a nightly basis. Nurk Anywhere between eighteen and thirty minutes. It's unclear when he'll when he when he gets the run and when he doesn't. Um, I it's it's very strange to me. I, I never know when when Nurk will or won't play. I will say he did not play more than twenty five minutes last time against Houston. Ed Davis got a little bit of extra run in that situation. I don't necessarily know that you can go to the front court. I don't necessarily know that you have to. I think you go to the back court, you go to CJ and Dam, you feel comfortable with what they have been doing of late. On the Houston side of things, 
Um, on the Houston side of things, uh, you know, no serious, no serious injuries here. Um, we know what this rotation looks like. We know who's going to play. They've been really productive of late. Yeah, as long as it's competitive. I mean, you saw, you just saw back-to-back relatively competitive Western Conference matchups. Okay, Minnesota and New Orleans over the weekend. Okay. What happens? Chris Paul goes for 40. James Harden goes for 60. They are trending towards playoff mode. Okay, Trevor Reza right there, really, really productive. Uh, P.J. Tucker and, and Bahamute, they're they're basically a dead split now. And even with Ryan Anderson, he's getting a little bit of run, but not much. Um, Capella's back at it, which is nice. You wonder if he was a little bit unhealthy. Um, but he's, he's back at it above 30 minutes for him in the last three games and the production to boot, to come, uh, to, to, to come with that. So Capella could be an interesting pivot at center. We'll talk a little bit about him, uh, later, but this is the game that I think will be chalk. I think you want shares of this game because of the way that it could stay competitive, but I also don't have a problem concentrating on, um, Minnesota, LA. I think that game is going to be competitive as well. It's got a nice tight spread and the highest total in the slate. I would probably try to get some of my peripheral pieces from Atlanta, Utah, and Detroit, um, Phoenix. But my primary core guys are going to come from these. And, and I don't mind the OKC Thunder game, but like the OKC Boston game, excuse me. That game could be very low scoring. Who, you know, we forget how good Oklahoma City's peripheral de- perimeter defense is. I mean, maybe we don't, but um, phenomenal perimeter defense. And and if they are capable of taking away Terry Rozier and Jason Tatum, um, you know, if you force all the action through Marcus Morris and, and, and Al Horford, who Al Horford's just been a shell of himself. And it's just because he's old, he's just wearing down, um, you know, late in the season, he just doesn't have the legs. Um, this game could be relatively low scoring and, and uneventful. I mean, we saw new Orleans destroy them. Um, you know, they, they, the defense is, is good. Not great for Boston, especially with all these injuries. These guys are playing a lot of minutes. They don't necessarily have if they if they don't if they're not hitting shots, then they're gonna struggle. So I I think this game could be a little bit lower scoring than than even anticipated. You know, a two oh eight total is pretty low. Um but it could be even lower than that. So something to think about. All right, let's go ahead and the play breakdown, figure out who we love. All right, starting at the top of the slate, of course, no surprise, it's Russ. He is 11-6 on FanDuel.com uh, and similarly priced on DraftKings. Um, and by similarly priced, I mean I actually mean he's the exact same price. That's, that's what I meant. Um, versus Boston, you like that he's kind of shown you the ceiling. It's back. Right, we 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 saw him him blow up in a couple games here, but the the range of outcomes has been anywhere between seventy five and forty five points. So you do have to be careful. It's kind of it seems like Russ is actually responding to the game and 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 letting you know not forcing the issue in certain situations, but letting the game come to him, which 
credit to him. They've been winning a couple games here. So that's a good thing. Um, you know, the last three games against the Celtics have been solid for point guards. You know, Sadoransky had a decent one. Um, you guys are hitting their averages here a little bit more. Not a huge bump, um, but it's not, again, you're seeing the gap in what the, the gap in, in, in their rotations without Brown and Smart, who add a lot to that perimeter defense. They're still a good defense. They're not a bad defense, but they're not they're they're, they're much more average, which is the way I would describe with describe them. He's you know, he's back in line with his season averages. Everything is there. It's one point eight four or excuse me, one point four eight fantasy points per minute. The complicated part is is you probably can't fit him in with James Harden or Anthony Davis. And I would suggest that given the matchup and the lower total, that Russ's floor is probably lower than both of those guys. Uh, and he, uh, Maybe it's not that his floor is lower. It's that the ceiling, I think, is much more limited against a team like Boston. And I do think that there's a possibility that this goes to the under. Uh, if, if Boston can't score then OKC is going to be in the driver's seat and you're not going to have the pressure on Russ to put up all of those points. And that's when that's when he shows up, right? When the pressure mounts in the second half and they need they need offense. That's when he does it. You know, he did it. That's what he did in Toronto. That's what he did in Atlanta. When you look at those big games, you kind of follow the game script. That's what happens. So I feel comfortable with saying 50 here, but I don't necessarily think he has the same ceiling as Harden or or even AD in this situation. So I, I'm okay staying away from him, but going maybe going to him as a pivot uh, if, you, if you want to be different. Um, Damian Lillard versus Houston, 95-93 on DK. He's gone bananas against Houston here. I mean, he's done 48, and then he did one at 51, or he's averaged 48, excuse me. He did 51 and 46 in the other twice this year. Good to say, I mean, and I remember he didn't play once. Um, I'm comfortable saying he, he should do the same. I, I think that that's right. I mean, he, he's been on above pace recently, uh, versus his season averages. And we know that, I mean, he's been great in, in March, unbelievable since the all-star break, 1.2 fantasy points per minute in the last five, some really big games against Detroit and Miami. The Miami one's impressive. Um, if the, if you're projecting this one to be a tight game, it's probably because Damian Lillard is scoring. That's the only, I mean, he's going to play like 38 minutes, you know? Uh, the issue that I have is, is that you look right across the slate at, at, at Chris Paul at 8,100 and you're like, well, if they're both going to play 35, 36 minutes, which Chris Paul has been in these last two games, you're kind of like, oh shit, you get a player at 1.2 fantasy points per minute or thereabouts, um, or thereabouts, you know, it's hard to play Dame uh, at that at that price versus the other one he does have a ceiling though we've seen it it's over 50 he's been really good of course just you don't necessarily think that it's the sacramento smash type spot that it could be in you know like where he scores like 60 points uh that's just not going to happen obviously the guy that it could happen with is james harden versus portland uh you know i mean harden at 11 6 11 2 i think he's going to be the chalk I think with the, the, the total and the focus being on this game, I think that he should probably be the highest owned high price player here. People know that he smashed here last time. He had um, 69 fantasy points. 
Uh, he's, he's done it before too. Like he's had huge games here last year. He had huge games against this team. Um, but the question remains, and it's interesting, AD and Harden and Russ all have the same question surrounding them is the range, right? They've been anywhere between 40 and 60 more or less of late. I feel comfortable with Harden's floor, no doubt about it. 35 plus minutes, competitive game, good opponent. You should see him above 50. I think he probably is more likely to, I think he's likely to outscore Russ. I would probably put him above Russ in this situation. Um, And I do think he has a little bit of a higher ceiling just because of the way that this game could play out down the stretch. Um, You know, maybe I'm over overreacting to Boston, but you really like losing by over 20 to New Orleans at home. That's complicated, right? That that really kind of shows the limitations that this offense may have if without Kyrie and you know with a with a, a slowed down Al Horford. So that that's kind of where where I'm at with 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 that comparison. So I, I think Harden for me over Russ in this situation, uh, and I think he'll he'll probably be one of the higher owned players on the slate. Small forward, there's not there's not a lot here. I mean. Paul George is is really a, the most interesting of the small forwards, and I, I, you know, listen, you you could talk me into Paul George for the floor right now. I mean, the man has been really, really consistent in in what he's been doing, um, you know, and I think I probably, if I'm getting exposure to, uh, if I'm getting exposure to uh, Thunder players. Yeah, I think he's probably my priority just because of the price, the production, the high floor. Uh, that's that's where I would go with this. Um, you know, at eighty two hundred and seventy six on DK, I just love the return that you you could get there. He's been averaging thirty four fantasy points per per game. He's averaged over a fantasy point per minute. And, and frankly, you know, the Wings versus Wings versus Boston, um, you know. Not necessarily, um, not necessarily a, a bad matchup. Uh, we we've we've seen some really good performances. Otto Porter had a decent game. Hazonia more so uh, definitely could could be a nice night for 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 Paul George here. I, I feel comfortable going to him at that price. Looking at power forward, obviously you get AD here versus Dallas. He's twelve three on Fanduel, eleven five and DraftKings. I I rate him very similarly to what Russ and Harden. You feel comfortable with projecting averages above average, right? The matchup versus the the centers versus Dallas, uh, a good one. We've seen him perform here. He just had 57. That feels like a very solid projection for him today. It's not quite 5x at that FanDuel price tag of 12.3, but you would be okay with 57, right? You would be okay. On this slate, if you got 57 from Russ, if you got 57 from Harden, if you got 57 from AD, I think you're comfortable with that from any of them. And I certainly feel comfortable here getting 57 from AD. The one question I do have, you do worry that no Dennis Smith, you know, what does this offense look like for, for, for Dallas? I mean, Harrison Barnes' extra usage has been good, but you're dealing with Doug McDermott and Kyle Collinsworth. It's similar to Boston, right? If somehow the defense shows up and there's no way that, you know, there, there, there's no way that Dallas can get going, 
does AD have to put pressure on himself to, to, to score? They are favored here. Um, you know, they just blew up Boston. They played really, really well there. I do think AD's floor is 45-50. Like, that's the worst-case scenario, and I do think he'll probably get above um, above 50. I feel comfortable with that. At that price, though, who has the greatest ceiling? Um, that That's... That's really, really the biggest thing. Like, if you're going to pay for the same range of outcomes, I think you have to take the guy with the ceiling in the most projectable matchup, which sort of feels like Harden, right? Most competitive game, the opponent that is, you know, the most clear, um, and, 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 and probably the game that puts the most pressure on on that 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 player which matters i mean game script at this point matters and if you hear me talking more about the way that these games play out that's a little bit more of what i'm interested in rather than because when you're investing in these guys you have to kind of take the long view of whether or not they get to the fourth quarter right it's all about the minutes it's all about the the, the role that they're going to play down the stretch it's really not about the first the second quarter it's more about the fourth for me with all of these guys so uh, power for, yeah, I like AD, no doubt about it. I think people will go to Blake here, so you're not going to get a lot of ownership on Anthony Davis, which makes him even more appealing. But no problem with him in this spot. Carl Anthony Towns at center, though, mm, ah, the trend is just ridiculous. There's been five big games against the Clippers. That they just are not defending the center very well. DeAndre Jordan just isn't doing it. Um, Steven Adams just destroyed them. The other night, and here comes Carl Anthony Towns with the team on his back, though. He's had two duds against this team, and that you worry about. He had one smash. He had one nice 55-er. But he had two, like, 37, 36s, one of them with Jimmy. Um, You know, actually, I think both of them with Jimmy. That makes sense to me. Um, The issue is, is you're like, oh, well, without Jimmy, he should be getting a – he doesn't really get that much of a boost. I mean, he's 1.2 fantasy points per minute on the season. He's 1.2 fantasy points per minute um, in the last five. And you're kind of like, okay, for 1.2 fantasy points per minute, like Chris Paul, uh, Dame, it's hard to justify. Now, the other thing I will say, though, and especially when you have Drummond against Phoenix and you have Rudy Gobert against Atlanta, you love the ceiling for Towns based on the matchup trend, okay? I I love Towns, period. So I like rostering him. I love the minutes consistency. I love the high floor. I think you're a minimum of 40 fantasy points here. So investing him in at center, it gives you some security at a somewhat insecure position. And and below this range is hard. It's really easy to love the high price centers. The question is if you don't if you pay up for your center, are you going to be able to get access to one of those high-priced point guards or maybe one of these high-priced shooting guards? And the answer is just no. And Paul George, probably out of the question, right? So that's you're compromising on the rest of your lineup by going there. Rudy Gobert versus Atlanta, yes. You want Rudy Gobert versus Atlanta. He's been on fire. He's been destroying. The matchup continues to be a really, really good one. Um, you know, we, we have been attacking Atlanta at the center position all year. We should not stop now. It is the um, – it's actually not quite as good as far as efficiency plus minus as, as the Clippers matchup. That's actually the the, the, the best matchup on the board. Um, but it is uh, a very good one, um, you know, uh, as, as far as, you know, FanDuel plus minus. 
Okay, so uh, plus two points there. Um, you know, definitely something that we that we want to uh, get after it. And Gobert had a nice game. Remember, he the the Atlanta game was actually one of the first games where he had just come back um, from that, that injury. And, and he was kind of ramping up into the role that we're seeing him at, at now where he's been, you know, at 1.2 fantasy points per minute, averaging 40 fantasy points over the last, um, five games. And, and, you know, that Atlanta game was earlier in January. Um, yeah. And he, it was, it was, it was his fourth game back. He came out and he had, uh, 34 fantasy points across 28 minutes. That's not going to get it done, right? He was at 1.2 fantasy points per minute, but he only played 28 minutes. And I can't remember if he was on a minutes limit at that point. It looks like that was the last game where he had a minutes limit. Um, you know, and he went, he went out and, 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 and did his, his double-double thing. The blocks are there. The blocks have been insane for him over two and almost every single game in the last 10. <laughs> so you're going to get those. Um the scoring has been good. Um, it's been up, which has been part of why he's been so good. And then, you know, okay, no Derek favors. Maybe he has to play a little bit extra run, um, here, but he's been playing ridiculous minutes. I mean, 34 and 39 versus the Suns and the Kings. Like, is it because, you know, it's kind of a chicken or an egg thing when you see him in his production and his price. Is it the minutes? Because if for some reason he only gets 32 minutes here because Atlanta just can't keep up and they're in the driver's seat the whole time, whatever the case may be, maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe he, maybe he doesn't get up there uh, towards 50. Um, and, and he hasn't broken 50, even though the price is over 10K. So Gobert to me, pivot play, right? It's a pivot play away from, from Towns or Drummond uh, in that spot. And Drummond is fine. He just hasn't been scoring much. He, he just hasn't, and it's a great spot as far as efficiency plus minus. Obviously, you go there, no doubt about it. It's just he, he just hasn't been scoring very much, and it, so you kind of worry about that. You know, the usage just hasn't been there for him. Um, moving on at the grout here, talking about guys who are 9K and below point guard position. You got to love Chris Paul at 8,100. He's just cheap. He's just really cheap. It's hard to avoid Chris Paul when he's almost 7K. Like, you just... He's been over a fantasy point per minute with the peripherals in line. The minutes are there. The usage is there. He just hit over 40 in his last two games. Competitive Western Conference game? Check. You're going to get Chris Paul producing down the stretch. That's what you need, right? Um, 26% usage rate in those games, which is nice. He smashed here, too. He had 43 in one and then 68 in the other. Like, it's not a perfect matchup as far as plus minus or all that kind of stuff. Don't care. I mean, he he's proven that this isn't really a thing for him. Now, the 68... Chris Paul wasn't there, or excuse me, I believe that was game. James Harden was out the 43 with Harden. Uh, I I like this spot. I do. I I really do. I I have no problem with Chris Paul. He's a guy that I would prioritize. The funny thing is, is he's right there priced with another guy that I'm absolutely in love with, which is Rubio. Um, It's been one of the best spots on the board to play point guards versus Atlanta uh, in the last 10. Six big games there. He's shown a very high floor of 30 plus. We've seen him very, very consistent. Uh, of late, no doubt about it. He had a total dud last time out in that game where we were just talking about in January, 14 fantasy points. You know, it was a terrible game. Like it was like, you know, 87, uh, you know, the, I think the final score was like, you know, 97 to, to 84, like just absolute, uh, you know, clunker. Um, you do worry about the blowout because if Rubio is not on the floor, which he may not have to be, 
you're not going to get above 40 fantasy points. If he's on the floor, you're going to get it. But you do worry about the blowout a little bit. So something to be concerned about there. Now, the point guard situation in Dallas is absolutely something that we're going to want to take advantage of. And I think that a lot of people will go there for value on tonight's slate. And, you know, that makes good sense. No doubt about it. I think you can absolutely go to J.J. Barea at 6K. Um, and 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 I think you can absolutely go to uh, Yogi Ferrell as well. Okay, and and I don't have a problem with either of them. Berea, if Berea is going to play more minutes, he just hasn't played the minutes, but he's been ridiculously efficient, right? That's the thing. At 6K, I think I'm probably, I don't have to have him, um, but you do know that the production is going to be there, The ma- excuse me, the minutes are going to be there, and the matchup is going to be there. So Berea, to me, is, is I think he's going to be very popular, um, how much Berea do I want? Ah, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't really know how much Berea I, I want, especially when you have Yogi at 49. It just doesn't really make sense. And Yogi's playing 30 minutes. I think Yogi will probably be more popular than Berea. But, you know, strangely, if you want to be weird, play both. Uh, and then and, and and get that value there and just kind of hedge, right? And that makes sense. That's not a bad idea. At shooting guard, Drew versus Dallas. Like I mentioned this, people just, you know, the prices come up. It's going to push people off of Drew. That makes good sense. But if you're going for a more contrarian balanced lineup, which is a very interesting way to go, you know, Drew, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, uh, one of the centers, you know, one of the high-priced centers. Maybe you do that. Paul George, I think that's a unique and interesting approach to tonight's slate. And you go away from the high price studs and just say, they're all going to score 50 and no one's going to have a ceiling. Okay, interesting. I like that. Uh, but Drew at 9K, that's not actually a bad price. You know, the season-long average tells you he's only been at 37 and he just had a dud against Boston, even though they blew them out. He only played 27 minutes. Um, but the man has been destroying. If he plays the minutes... He will score the fantasy points. And we just saw this game against Dallas uh, not long ago. And he went out and he put up um, a nice 32 minutes, 43 fantasy points with 30 raw points. 30 raw points. That tells you something. They can't guard him. (laughs) They can't guard him. uh, And he did not contribute any peripheral stats. So if you're saying, like, listen, dude is going to score 25, 20 raw fantasy points, and you add maybe some blocks or a steal here and there, it's really pretty appealing way to go to be different. People aren't going to play Drew Holiday at 9K. They're just not going to do it. They're going to go, if you're going to pay that much for a, a shooting guard, you're probably going to end up with James Harden, right? I mean, if you're going to pay top dollar for a shooting guard on this slate, you're probably going to pay for James Harden. Uh, Donnie Mitch is interesting. It's a high price and a potential blowout. I think I'm okay walking away from him in the same way that I am, you know, in in Gobert. Eh, I don't know. I love C.J. McCollum in this situation, and I don't mind Lou Williams. Lou had just kind of been killing me. Like, I was all over him in that Houston game, and it just, just, you know, like, killed me there. Um, But we saw a really nice line from him here uh, against Portland. Uh, or recently, you know, he's back into to, to the scoring. The minutes are there. They have not dropped below 34 minutes uh, recently. So 
Drew at, or excuse me, Lou with the ceiling that he offers at 7,100, no issue with him whatsoever. Wiggins, though, on the opposite side, we've been attacking the Clippers at the shooting guard at the wing uh, for, for the whole season, more or less. Um, so no issue with going, going to that either. Um, the question, again, becomes roster construction. Do you go to these mid-price guys like a CJ McCollum even, um, you know, in a competitive game, you know he's going to play a lot, even though the matchup isn't good. Do you go to these mid-range guys when you have Detroit versus Phoenix, right? Um, that's, that's hard and you can get the value there, but you know, those guys are, excuse me, with the exception of Kennard, they're listed as uh, small forwards. Um, so no issue with Lou, uh, Lou, Drew, Wiggins, uh, and McCollum. I think that they all fit. If I had to order them, obviously Drew, because he's the, but he's the, the priciest. Let's let, let me order the one, two, three of, um, Lou, CJ, and um, and Wiggins. It's it's probably CJ, Lou, Wiggins, just in price order, right? There, it's, it's CJ, Lou, Wiggins. CJ because of the floor, and the minutes are not going to change from like thirty eight. The floor is there, um, and it's going to be the highest scoring game. Lou matchup with Wiggins, and Wiggins just doesn't do peripherals, so. You worry about that. Um, so those, those, that's, that's where I'm at there at small forward. Um, (laughs) Torian Prince (laughs) is a real son of a bitch. I, I'm not going to play him versus Utah. It's a perfectly fine fade. I think everybody will fade him and the way he's been producing. I don't know what to do with, I don't know how to run my head around it. I don't know what it is. I don't get it. I can't explain it. I don't necessarily want to play it versus Utah. They'll probably figure out how to slow him down. And the usage, though, is just immense. So even with the slowed down matchup, does the usage rate stay up there for Prince? Um, probably not. I, I would think it would. Sl- it's going to be a bad game. I think that's going to be a pretty rough game um, for them. So you go down, and I have no issue going to the opposite, right? Go to Joe Ingles and, and Harrison Barnes. Frankly, it's Harrison Barnes at 6,500. It's just too cheap. That's just too cheap for a guy who's going to be the primary handler, a uh, ball, you know, one of the primary scorers in this matchup against new Orleans. Um, and, 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 and huge usage rate in the last two games that he played. Um, you know, he, he, he sat out in that Nets game because he's been putting the team on his back 38 fantasy points versus Toronto and New York across almost uh, almost 40 minutes in that Toronto game, scoring some of the season highs um, and and not contributing any um, peripheral um, stats. But but he had a really uh, a really nice outing in those two games. Listen, he played New Orleans not long ago. He had 30 minutes. He had uh, about a fantasy point per minute. If you're going to give me just a, a baseline of a fantasy point per minute, which he will because of the usage bump without Dennis Smith, definitely interested in Harrison Barnes. I think he will be a chalky piece in cash game lineups just because of the ability uh, to attack the wing against um, against New Orleans. So no doubt about that. Nemanja Bjelica, I like attacking the Clippers on the wing as well. He is probably going to go a little bit overlooked on this slate, but at 6,100, you feel comfortable with the minutes. You know he has a ceiling. The floor is there. Of course the floor is there. Against a team like San Antonio, the floor is going to be a real big problem for a guy like this who, you know, is thrust into a role. But, like, dude, 40 minutes of Bayelitsa against the Clippers? Like, 
yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, I want that. He played 34 against them earlier and scored 34 fantasy points. Um, you know, that was uh, that was in January when, when Jimmy was out for that stretch. So no question that Bayalitsa is in a good position. I think that at small forward, you could feel very comfortable with those two 6K guys in your in your lineup, uh, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and everybody's going to gravitate towards Reggie Bullock versus Phoenix. And yes, okay. I just hate these Detroit Wings. Like, I would much rather have Nemanja Bayalitsa in my lineup. Um, at power forward, there's not a lot that I like. Obviously, Blake, 8,600. If you can fit him in in that balanced lineup that you want to do, fine. He's been, you know, up and down, up and down. <laughs> you know, that's the only way you can describe it. But the matchup is there, and there should be no doubt that he will have the ability to score. He's playing 36 minutes a night because his team is just holding on for dear life, seeing if they can find a way into an eight seed. I don't, I don't think you have to have him. You know, you need over, you need 45 from him here. Very, very possible. But I don't think you have to have him, especially considering a guy like Marcus Morris is going to be a primary usage guy against, uh, you know, Carmelo. Um, you know, I have no issue going to Marcus Morris in this situation, the way that he has been producing, um, you know, the minutes just, he has to, he has to play the 30 minutes, uh, and, and, and he has to score because they just don't have a lot of other guys who are capable of doing it. And you can see uh, his usage bump and, and his shots, uh, you know, his field goal attempts are just up and up and up. The rest of it, it's in the value range. And I have no problem going down, uh, way down here uh, into the value range to, to, to find some names that you wouldn't expect down below 5,500. And I think that's probably where I will concentrate a lot of my uh, – power forward ownership this evening at the center position. I like Clint Capella here. Nurk has given up a couple big games. Um, I, I, I think this could be one of them. This is the kind of game where, you know, maybe Nurk gets himself into a little bit of foul trouble. The, the pick and roll is, I don't I just think that Capella could have a nice one here. He struggled uh, in a in a you know in the last two games that they played, uh, but uh, I, I I just I want to like Clint Capella is what you're hearing. Do you have to, do you have to go to him? No, because the the range of outcomes is such a pain in the ass with him right now. Uh, you 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 put him in good matchups and he doesn't do anything, and you put him in you know harder matchups and you know he he's phenomenal um you know but he he did he he's always in play because he has a 50 point ceiling and his price is never that high but because the floor is is a problem uh steven adams is interesting to me as well i mean i he he's he's been ridiculous in his last two um, you know, and, and, and really, really, really productive. I don't necessarily get scared of the Boston interior. Um, you know, they're a good defense. It's a little bit of a pace down situation, a lower total, but I have no problem if he's kind of like the last piece that you have in, in your lineup. Um, and that's a, that's about it for me. Um, I, it's about it for me. I, Part of me wants to like DJ, but I don't. I can't really comfortably say that that's a good idea. 
All right, let's go ahead and dive into the bargain basement, 5,500 and below. You heard me allude to Yogi Ferrell at the point guard position on FanDuel. He is 4,900. I think on both platforms, he is a worthy investment over 30 minutes in both of the last two games. He's going to have to play. He's been reliable. He hasn't even shot that well. So you could get a nice performance from Yogi. I think he will be uh, one of the value chalk picks and a not bad chalk. I want to love, I want to love Elf here. I'm not going to lie. Point guards versus Detroit has been a thing. I don't know why Elf is losing minutes. I don't know if it's the same thing. If he's, is it the same problem he had in Orlando? Like he just isn't reliable. Do they want to check somebody else out? I have no idea. Kind of correlates with whether or not Devin Booker plays. Like, I want to like this matchup, and I love the price because this guy has a ridiculous ceiling. How many other players in the last 10 games have a 53 fantasy point performance and a 4 fantasy point performance? Like, it's just so strange to me. I don't necessarily know what to do with it, but it's interesting. I think it's only in tournaments. That's all you could possibly do with that. Um and 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 that's about it. I mean, you have you know you have this kind of middling range of Schroeder through Rondo, which nah, okay, okay, uh, not that interested. I don't mind. I don't mind it, but I I don't love it. At shooting guard, listen, it's my boy Eric Gordon. He had a great game against the Clippers, and I I loved that spot for him. Coming off the bench here, he had a big one, um, one big one big one against uh, Portland um, earlier this year where he started. Um, well, obviously, without, without Harden or Paul in the lineup, I can't remember who it was. Um, he just is he's – he's a useful player, and the price, I think, is, is, is – people just they, – they don't play him. I think he's a really interesting tournament play. Um, but it's hard to go away from a guy like, you know, Luke Kennard, who's been playing some minutes versus uh, Phoenix and, and Troy Daniels. If, if if Devin Booker does not play, Troy Daniels has been playing a lot at 3,800. He absolutely is in, is in play. Eric, Eric, Eric uh, Gordon is in the same role that Jamal Crawford was in, you know, coming off the bench here against, um, against the Clippers, Crawford, could be could be an interesting interesting play. Um, you know, he did not play the last time out in in January, but um, you have him against this bench unit of the Clippers, who have struggled with wings anyway. Against Lou, like revenge narrative, thirty six hundred. I think he's an interesting tournament play. Um, at small forward, fifty five hundred and below is the same names that we've seen. You know, I mean. Bullock and Ariza, I think, are interesting. You guys have heard me. These The Wings, they're in a phenomenal spot. Yes, Reggie Bullock could get it done. I think people will love him. He's chalky. I think he'll pop in models, and people will feel comfortable saying, you know, 5X. Fine. Yeah, okay. I, I could see it. I, I just don't trust him. Um, you know, and I don't. I don't trust him. You know, if Blake has a big game or whatever the case may be, it's probably Kennard that that goes, uh, you know, gets some good second unit type run. Um, but Ariza is interesting. At 5K, you know he's going to play 30 minutes. Like, he, he's just – he's a nice floor play as well as Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer has been playing a ton of minutes. Um, and, and, you know, massive night on Saturday. 
But again, what the Clippers, right? It, it, that's that's the common denominator: shooting guards versus the Clippers. So Wiggins and Crawford become interesting as well. Um, I'm not touching PJ Tucker and Mo Harkless and those clowns. I don't really necessarily love that. I would much prefer to go up. If Stanley Stanley Johnson is too cheap, and that's frustrating. And I think he'll be chalky because of that. So, welcome to the chalk. That is, there's there's one of them. Um, at the power forward position, I mentioned how much I like this range. It's just a lot of really reliable scorers and starters down here that you can put into your lineup. Um, Nico at 5,500, yep, no problem with him. He's not been playing a ton, but, like, he, we know what the ceiling is. And, like, he played in this Dallas game last time out, and he had 35. Like, they can't guard him. Uh, so Nico is a guy in this range that has a ceiling that I'm interested in as long as he gets the minutes. Jay Crowder is another guy with uh, no Derek Favors. He's probably going to start. Um, I, I think he's absolutely an, an interesting potential play. Um, Taj, 5300 for Taj. It's a good it's a it's a good price. He has not been playing well, um, but this is these last two games are the first time that that happened. Um, you know, and and that's a really really good price for a guy who has a very usually has a very very high floor and had thirty four versus the Clippers last time out here. So something to think about. You just wonder if he has his legs right now. I mean, he's a little bit older. You wonder if he has his legs. Dwight Powell, nah, I can't. Eat. Yes, the price, no, the Dwight Powell, right? Like, that's what you think of when you you go to, to Dwight Powell and no, and no to the, the Mavericks. <laughs> um, yes to the price, no to the Mavericks. Um, he only had 19 here last time out in 23 minutes because he probably can't guard Anthony Davis. So how much is he going to play? Um, yeah, Ed Davis will play. By the way, Ed Davis is going to play in this Houston game. He's going to play 20 minutes. If you really, really need him, I think 20 minutes of Ed Davis is fine. Its its ceiling is 20 fantasy points. That's the ceiling for Ed Davis right now. Um, at center, I actually kind of like Dwayne Dedman, strangely enough. I know that sounds really weird. Uh, but, you know, there have been some big games uh, versus the center position. Um, and, and he had a fantasy point per minute last time out against Gobert. Like... I I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting. I, I he's cheap. No one's gonna play him. I, if you if you need if you love a tournament lineup, I think he's he's interesting. Greg Monroe has been playing twenty five minutes off the bench and scoring. He's their second unit offense for this team. Um, yeah, that's it though. And that's why center is just so tilting right now because. Um, you, you, which is why I think a lot of people are going to pay up. You're almost forced into going to, um, you know, Adams as a floor here. Um, and, and because there's just such a, a lack below that. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go over to FanDuel and throw together a quick lineup. I'm going to start with, uh, you know, some, some chalky pieces, um, that I that I feel like are are, are worth having here. I'm going to go to Yogi Ferrell, and I, my guess is is Stanley Johnson um, will also be chalky. In 3900, you're just pissed that he's so so cheap because you don't want. I don't want to play him, but 
he's just too cheap. Uh, Harrison Barnes, he's another guy that I like at 6,500. Um, you know, again, this is a little bit more cash focused. Um, I'm going to hold off on center, but I'm going to try to, you know, know that I have to save there. Um, at shooting guard, I think let's go to Harden and then one of the, one of the, um, one of these 72, the, the, the Lou, CJ or Andrew Wiggins, right? And we'll see which one I'm going to play. I'll play Wiggins just to try to give myself a little bit of wiggle room as we build here. And maybe I can fall into someone else. Um, power forward. I have two nice options here. Uh, I think, you know, I can go to, uh, uh, Jay Crowder and, and, and Nico, right? I mean, let's see what that does for us. And then I have 7,700 and I need a point guard and a center. Now there's a couple ways that I can do this. I can do Chris Paul and Steven Adams, which is fine. That's nice. A little bit balanced, a little bit of balance there. I'm okay with that. I can go towns and, um, ah, Ish Smith was almost there. You can't go Towns and Ish. Um, you can go Towns, or excuse me, you can go to uh, Gobert and Ish, um, which is not perfect. Um, do, 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 do. or you could downgrade Jay Crowder to Taj, right? You could downgrade Jay, Jay Crowder to Taj, and then you could go with Ish and and um, I mean Ish Smith at five K. I completely forgot to mention he's going to be the starting point guard versus the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, obviously. Um, so this is an interesting lineup here. Let's look. Let's look at this one. Um, so this is uh, Yogi Ferrell, Ish Smith, James Harden, Andrew Wiggins, Stanley Johnson, Harrison Barnes, Taj Gibson, Nico Miritich, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, and that's because you don't necessarily have the uh, flexibility uh, to go to um, a different center. Now, if you go to Steven Adams, which I don't mind, um, the, the, just the way that he's been playing, you can do Chris Paul and Steven Adams, and maybe you have a little bit of a higher floor there. But you know, it's hard to it's hard to think that Ish Smith doesn't isn't productive unless Reggie Jackson returns, um, which he's going to do at some point this week. So Yogi Ferrell, Chris Paul, James Harden. Andrew Wiggins, Stanley Johnson, Harrison Barnes, Taj Gibson, Nico Miritich, Stephen Adams, and that Taj Gibson can become Jay Crowder at that point. But let's try the little, a little bit more of a balanced approach where I get off of Harden and I go down to uh, a CJ McCollum. And then I take my Stanley Johnson money and I go up to Paul George. Now, this is a relatively interesting lineup too, right? Uh, Yogi Ferrell, Chris Paul, C.J. McCollum, Andrew Wiggins, Paul George, Harrison Barnes, Taj Gibson, Nico Miritich, Stephen Adams. Like, that's kind of an interesting way to go about this slate as well. Um, you know, you're going to have to play some of this Detroit value. And I think if you hammer the Detroit value, like, you're probably in the right direction just because Phoenix is so bad, um, you know. And and I think that you could you can absolutely play Ish Smith and you can play Reggie Bullock and you can play Stanley Johnson. You could even play Luke Kennard if you want to get real crafty. Um, I'm I don't but I you know. Other than that, I'm concentrating on these high totals. I'm concentrating on uh, you know the Clippers and the and the, and the Wolves. And I'm concentrating on Houston Portland and Dallas New Orleans is appealing. 
Um, just because I think that there's, 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 there's price plays there, right? So a lot of ways to go tonight. Guys, good luck. I will catch up with you tomorrow. 